ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon in Los Angeles today. I am rarely in our studio okay. Tony never is. Ah, uh, more leg room for Phil and Frank. Oh, Tony, absent again. Living the How life. that? Hey, Mike, have you heard the news? Apparently the Knicks are in the second round. <laughs> the news travels slowly out yes, here, Yes, it does. We got lots of California teams and Arizona teams and we got Western stuff happening. We don't need that I-95 junk. Welcome to PTI. Tony has the day off for load management. Sir Anthony Davis is laughing. So I'm joined by our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. <laughs> Bigger crowd today. Yeah. Let's start with the Celtics stomping the Sixers in game two last night to even that series at one. Jalen Brown scored a team-high 25, and Boston won by 34. Doc Rivers described Joel Embiid as rusty in his return to the court, but James Harden concluded, and I'm quoting now, we'll be all right, we'll be great. Close quote. Frank, do you share the Beard's optimism? You know, I do, and I also think I like the fact that Embiid played last night. I think you're one of those guys that didn't want Joel Embiid to play. I didn't. You're well, right. He had, Mike, he hadn't played in 13 days. At some point, he was going to get out there and play, and I think Doc talked about it last night, just getting some of the rust off of Joel Embiid. And in a blowout, as weird as it sounds, it worked out perfectly for Philadelphia from this standpoint. He played 27 minutes, so now when they play tomorrow night in Philadelphia, you know what's going to happen? He's going to get his MVP trophy. The crowd is going to be on fire. They got a win in Boston. I thought it was, an, it was important to get Embiid out there. Now they need him and Harden playing well together. Remember, this team is 5-1 and one in the playoffs, and Boston, who I think is the most talented team left in the field, has been somewhat vulnerable. They've lost home games. You realize in their last 15 home playoff games, they're 7-8. and eight. So yeah. I still think Philadelphia can go back there and win a game. Frank, I, I'm gonna, let me admit that I was wrong in my approach yesterday about not wanting to play Embiid. I didn't, it was about the risk for me. But after watching the postgame last night and, just, and hearing Doc, God knows I've known Doc long enough to have been talked out of a position or two by him in my life, I just thought, you know what, he's right. Get the rust off. You know, there, now, he came through apparently unscathed, so that helps me reverse my position. But, yeah, I mean, the fact that the Sixers were able to get through that feel pretty good, have that deep sigh of relief that their MVP, the league's MVP, is back out there, I think is good. And I believe Harden as well. I believe the Sixers can and will be great in Game 3 back in Philadelphia. Look, no place is going to soar and feel good about itself like Philadelphia when one of its own is announced as a league MVP. We know what that place is going to be like for Game 3. So, yes, and Embiid, if he feels better, if he really got out unscathed last night and he can go and have a day of treatment and come into game three, yes, I think they will be. I think that Embiid is the best player on the court. With all due respect to Jason Tatum, 
That's why he was MVP. I know I voted Jason Tatum fourth. I don't know where you had him. That's where I had him. But I just, I just think that the, that the Sixers, I got to see them lose games three and four in Philadelphia before I just award this thing to Boston. And I don't know that we're going – I don't think we're going to see that. You know, Philadelphia is the kind of place – I was there for game one against the Brooklyn Nets. It was a 1 o'clock game on a Saturday. The building was filled by the time Ruckus. the national anthem was sang. Can you imagine what it's going to be like tonight? And to your point, they're going to give Embiid the trophy. It's their first home playoff game in 12 days. And what I loved about Embiid, you saw him on the defensive and he didn't look rusty. And the way that he flopped, he certainly wasn't rusty. He's still very good there. <laughs> he just needs to move a lot better. I give Boston credit for this, though. They were trying to pull him away from the basket, make him work a little bit. How many three-pointers did Al Horford shoot? But do you agree with me, though, about Boston when you look at the head coach, Joe Mazzulla? He has got – you talk about a no-win situation. They made the finals last year. They don't have to play Milwaukee. Milwaukee's out of the way. They lost that game one. Everyone was coming down on Joe Mazzulla, yet nobody talks about him after Harden goes from 45 to 12 That's why he's got so much course. attitude. Right? He's got so much attitude last night. It's personal. Yep. Be careful. Yep. Just be careful. Yeah. Absolutely right. All right, the Lakers and the Warriors are back on the court tonight in San Francisco for game two of their series. The Lakers took game one on Tuesday night behind a monster performance by Anthony Davis. How about this? And Draymond Green says combating Davis is a team effort, but it starts with him and he's got to play better. So, Mike, what do you expect from the Warriors tonight in game two? I expect them to play better. I mean, people could go crazy with adjustments if they want. The Warriors have no adjustments. There's no adjustments. Not personnel-wise, what are they going to do? Bring Nate Thurmond in <laughs> off the bench? Huh? Clifford Ray? What are they going to do? They don't have any size. I mean, they're going to have to play better at small ball. I don't like small ball. Never have. Because to me, if you got great bigs, we're going to beat great smalls. Now, this series is a long way to go, and these great smalls can win. But their big lineup has Draymond Green being a big guy at 6'6", maybe. I mean, so you know, he and Looney, that's not a lot of size, Frank. They're going to have to play better, harder, more intensely, better, particularly in the paint. They can't get dominated around the basket. Look, don't tell me mid-range basketball simply cannot work. I know you have to get a reasonable number of threes up right now. Yeah. We're going to get to the Suns. They're suffering in that department themselves. And Golden State has – they're more than capable of filling it up with threes. But that alone, they hit 21 threes in game one. They did not win the game. Yeah. I don't expect that Anthony Davis can play 44 efficient minutes or prolific minutes. I don't expect that LeBron can play 40 minutes. And I don't think T. T. Lou, I went back to the future. <laughs> I don't think Darvin Ham is going to ask that of yeah. them. So the Warriors have to be better at what we already know they're great doing. Now, that, that's what they have to do. They have to keep shooting threes because, you know, the game one was the first time that they've ever had 15 more three-pointers than their opponent and lost the game. Lost and the I, game. And I got to give Anthony Davis a lot of credit because if you remember, that game was tied. After Steph tied it, Steph went into the lane and Anthony Davis blocked the shot. Then Poole came down, he missed, and then the three-pointer from Poole, which everyone was all upset about. But the Warriors, the only way they're going to beat the Lakers, you got to try to run them into the ground. Steph, yep. they, they clocked it. Steph ran 2.7 miles in game one. Klay Thompson ran 2.8. What they're trying to do is get Anthony Davis and LeBron James, 38-year-old LeBron James, they're trying to run them into the ground. Anthony Davis played 44 minutes. The question is going to be, can he play well on a consistent basis? If you go back to the first round, whenever he has 20 
more, more points. The very next game, he scores 16 or fewer. Yeah, he's he's not other. been able to follow up a good no. game, and they need him. He needs to be their best player. LeBron could obviously have good games, but at 38 years old, Anthony Davis is the guy that has to dominate. That's the only way they're going to win. I, I, yes, you're right. I think that tonight, uh, though, it has to be we're going we're gonna to see more of Austin Reeves. We're going to see more of Jared Vanderbilt at least attempting to be more involved because LeBron – no, I mean, nobody in the game today is as good at reading the situation on when he needs to get teammates involved and That's when right. he hits the go button himself. But like you, I'm looking at this, Frank, saying, okay, how many minutes do you want LeBron to do that? And how successful is Golden State going to be in getting Anthony Davis involved in pick and roll, even if he blocks some shots, and he's going to, for him to be active and tired after only one day of rest, not multiple. So there's... You know, the yeah. storylines seem fairly obvious going into that game. It's a question of who's going to yeah. win them. And, and, and you're right about the size. They can't match up with them. No. But if Anthony Davis could control the paint, because LeBron is back there like a middle linebacker, he's telling everybody else what they're supposed to do on the defensive end. It's yeah. going to have to be Curry. It's going to have to be Klay Thompson. But here's my other thing about the Golden State Warriors. They were awful in game five at home against Sacramento. They weren't very good. They've lost their last two home They'll games. They'll be great. They'll they be better great win tonight. Great tonight. They better. Where's Andrew Bogut when you need him? Huh? <laughs> exactly. Back in and Australia, now, mate. to the NHL and last night's series opener between the Oilers and Golden Knights. Edmonton star Leon Dreisaitl scored four goals, including one on a bank shot off the back of Vegas goaltender Laurent Brassard. But it wasn't enough. Vegas wins 6-4. So, Frank, what did you find more compelling, Vegas winning or Dreisaitl's four goals? You know, Joe Pavelski of the Dallas Stars scored four goals the night before. And I'm thinking, whoever scores four goals in a hockey game and they lose? Lost. I looked it up. It was Ray Ferraro of the Islanders. You know, he's now an ESPN analyst. It was, you know, almost 30 years ago now against the Capitals. 24 hours later, the same thing happens. And I get the Vegas Knights are at home. And I know so many of the road teams have won games thus far in the playoffs. But scoring four goals, your team has to find a way to win. And Leon Dreisaitl, he's got 11 goals and 15 points thus far in the playoffs. And we're only in the second round. That's impressive. He needed somebody else on his team to do something. Defensively, they weren't good. Nobody else was really contributing much. Four goals in any game is big. In a playoff hockey game on the road, come on now. But, Frank, it's like the NBA, the NHL is, in that scoring is insane. I mean, you know, I turn on the Carolina game thinking, having picked against them, and they're up 3 nothing before I can get the clicker in hand. <laughs> I mean, some of the scores in these games, whatever happened to 2-1 to tense 2-1 goaltender battles and the goaltender standing on his head, the goaltender not standing on his head. The goaltenders in every game need an ice pack, it seems. But, look, Dreisaitl's four goals were impressive. There's no question about it. But, but, but Frank, Edmonton's, Edmonton's in that space. where They're not Toronto. They're not, they haven't gone so long that the drought is like, you know, 40 years in the desert. But Edmonton's looking to win this thing. They don't need personal heroics. Yeah. They know they can get that. They know they got stars. Nobody's questioning their star power. We're questioning whether they can win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, and Connor McDavid, their best player, the best player in the league, has got a Is leg he hurt? injury. What do we you, think? You, I know you're big on analytics, so I got to give you a stat here. Oh, yeah. Players that have played at least seven playoff games 
Now, Leon Drysaddle's played 44. He is averaging 1.68 points per game. Only one player in NHL history is averaging more. That's that 1.84. It's another. He, he's not even the leader in his own franchise. That, of course, is Wayne Gretzky. Of course. He averages the most points per game. Amazing. Let's take a break. Coming up, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook apparently think they deserve rings if the Lakers win the championship. What's the word for that? I don't know about that. And how best to describe Wanda Franco's flipping ball flip on a ground out last night. Do you have a problem with the Oilers spending all that time in Santa Monica, probably hanging out with you before they went to Vegas? No, they were here. The reports, when I got back to L.A. here, the reports that they were here are around. Certainly, yeah. It's rainy. It's rainy and cloudy here. Well, what do you stay here for? It's probably snow. Warm up with the hottest games live with Vivid Seats. No matter the sport, Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you can score free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, an annual birthday discount, and more. They're the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Time to fill in some blanks with fill in Frank. You see what I did there? What's first? Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook are blank to want rings if the Lakers win the title. Did you hear this, Frank? You hear about <laughs> Pat Bev saying they should get rings and be waiting on their rings? Are you serious? You'd be waiting a lot till forever and a day <laughs> on that. I mean, Pat, Pat Bev is a valuable basketball player. He's valuable to the Bulls, more valuable to them in 20 games than he was to the Lakers. No, and Russ didn't say this, so this is on Pat Bev. Delusional is the word. <laughs> You're not getting anything. You led the Lakers to 13th place and about six games under 500, if my math is, if, I can, if my memory serves me correctly. You're getting nothing. All your contribution amounted to was being able to get out so we could retrieve the players that led us to this point in the playoffs. Delusional, Frank. Well, that's why I'm going to be a New York wise guy and say it's justified. The trades that they made for both of them helped the Lakers. So Rob Polinka did a, a great job around the trade deadline. But I agree with you. To me, this is Russell Westbrook is probably thinking, keep my name out your mouth. What I might yes. have said to you, I made that's a flippant comment thing. when I ran into you. There's no way no. that Russell Westbrook, with all Russ the pride it, that man. he has, that's been an right. MVP in the league. That's He's going right. to the Hall of Fame. He There's earns no it. way that Always Russell Westbrook has taken does. a ring from the late. Now, he might want a playoff share if they win. That's a little bit different. That's money. <laughs> There's no way. He's not putting that ring next to his MVP trophy, his retired jersey in OKC. 
Come on, Mike. There's no way Russell Westbrook said it and meant it. No chance. It, it, it is. I, I, I can't imagine it either, given what I mean. He's had some veiled shots at the Lakers, which are totally – I understand it. He was so terrific with the Clippers. Why would he want to associate in oh, that man. way with the Lakers? I don't believe that. I would have to hear it out of Russ's mouth, and we haven't heard it out of his nope. mouth yet. What's next? Wander Franco's ball flip was blank. This is another I can't believe I saw this. Because when you're watching the clip, it, it, it becomes evident that this is intentional. That this is not, it's like Little League. And then you're thinking, okay, he's not going to possibly beat the runner there. Look at this. Yeah. This is like Little League. Did you? My word is provoking. Because I know when this guy comes up, I'd be dusting him off with some chin music. That's when that is legit, Frank. That's when baseball's unwritten rules all come into play. The first pitch on, with one second gone on the pitch clock, I would be aiming straight at his chest like it had a target on it. You, are you kidding me? Well, Provoking. Well, this isn't PTI 2003. That would have happened. That didn't happen anymore in baseball. I'm going to call it practice perfect. Because I covered baseball for two years. You go down to spring training, you watch infield practice on day of a game, you'll get a couple of the infielders doing that. You know, they're so good with their hands, and they'll make those flips. They never were going to do it in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Because they would get dusted. But this is the same guy, let's remember, he made a Kevin Mitchell-like catch, was it a week ago or two weeks ago? He's great. A barehanded catch in foul territory. He's an unbelievable player. And you know what? Baseball's tried to make themselves more fan-friendly. Things like this actually work for the fans. Frank, if I was a GM, I would call up or off the street, I would get a pitcher who'd be willing to take him down the next time we see that team. Huh? It doesn't work. Bob Gibson's not walking through that door, Mike. It doesn't happen anymore in baseball. And you know what? And and you know what? With him out, without him doing that, baseball is, you know know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's why they got to call Theo Epstein in to fix it instead of him running the team and getting into another World Series. That That is the final word. Let's take one last break but still to come. Should the Mets be concerned about Max Scherzer? And Michigan's big-time center makes a decision on where he'll be transferring. I know what you're saying. It's different, though, now in baseball. Bat flips now. That's a ball flip. But he did it backspin, Mike. That was impressive. We're just weeks into this year, and the news is already nonstop. Two overseas wars, a presidential election already testing the democratic process, a former president in court. It can feel impossible to keep up with, but we can help. I'm Brad Milkey, the host of Start Here, the daily podcast from ABC News. Every morning, my team and I get you caught up on the day's news in a quick, straightforward way that's easy to understand. So kickstart your morning. Start smart with Start Here and ABC News, because staying informed shouldn't feel like a chore. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets. Winning my bracket group and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate.
Time to get happy, people. Happy 34th birthday, Rory McIlroy, the four-time major winner, is back on tour today in Charlotte after taking a three-week break. Rory says he needed time to regroup after missing the cut at the Masters, the one major he still needs to win to complete the career Grand Slam. By withdrawing from the Heritage the week after Augusta, McIlroy sacrificed a $3 million bonus, but said earlier this week it was worth it to get him to have him get some things in place. McElroy shot a three under 68 in today's first round at Quail Hollow. Yeah, he likes that course. He's won it three he times. Now, you mentioned winning a, a major. The last one he won was the PGA back in 2014. It's been a while. Best finish at the Masters was second place, and that wasn't this year. He really struggled. Game needs him. They need him playing as many weeks as possible. Happy anniversary, Alvin Pujols. On this day five years ago, while playing with the Angels, Pujols flared an opposite field single to right against the Mariners for his 3,000th career hit. Over his 22-year career with the Cardinals, Angels, Dodgers, and Cardinals again, Pujols compiled 3,384 hits in all, 703 of them home runs. That puts him fourth on the all-time homer list behind three guys named Bonds, Aaron, and Ruth. But I think he would have ended up being up there with Ted Williams as the greatest hitter of all time had he never left the Cardinals. Last Friday, the now retiree took in a game between the Cardinals and Dodgers. A fuller beard and mustache made him almost unrecognizable. You know what? He looks pretty good. How about his first 10 years, though, in the majors with the Cardinals? He, was, he averaged batting 331, 41 home runs, and 123 Ted RBIs. Ted plus. Excuse me. That's Joe DiMaggio numbers. Oh, either. Not Ted I'll take either. That's Joe DiMaggio. But that's incredible what he did. Yes, it is. Should have stayed in St. Louis. I'm glad he did. Yep. Happy trails to two of the first nine pitches Justin Verlander threw today in his Mets debut. Having recovered from an ailing back, Verlander took the mound this afternoon in Detroit to face the Tigers, a team that employed him for 13 seasons. Riley Green homered on Verlander's seventh pitch, and my man Javi Baez followed with one on Verlander's ninth pitch. Those were the only two runs that the three-time side winner surrendered over five. He struck out five. The Mets are counting on pairing Verlander and Max Scherzer to dominate this season, but the Tigers roughed up Scherzer yesterday. Um, he gave up six over three and a third in his first start back from the suspension for his pitching hand being too stiff. Yeah. He was asked about that. Did you have rosin on your hand? You should have seen the look he gave the reporter. One of the reasons the Mets are 16 and 16 Verlander and Scherzer have combined for only seven starts. They got far. plenty of summer. Plenty uh, of summer coming. They don't look at it like that in New York. We're the running out of show. Let's get to the big finish. Cardinals starter Jack Flaherty gave up 10 earned over just two and a third to the Angels today. <laughs> you concerned about the Cardinals? Well, keep laughing. They're 10 and 22. This century, they've had one losing season. Think about wow. that. They've been consistent. That's it's all White Sox bad, 10 and 22. Michigan Hoops transfer, Hunter Dixon, Dickinson, I'm sorry, posted that he's committed to Kansas. Is that a big deal? Yeah, he averaged 19 and 9 last season. He's a good, proven player, and Kansas is getting another one. Um, AS Roma manager Jose Mourinho said he wore a recording device to protect himself from bad officiating during yesterday's match. Your thoughts? We need Jose in the NFL or the NBA, the NHL. He's famous for the telling the media, respect, respect. I've won a lot here, respect. That's the Hurricanes right. crushed the Devils 5-1 in game one. Didn't you pick the Devils? I picked them. I'll live with it. I'm still picking them. Last one. 
two NHL game twos tonight. Let's see what your picking skills are. Who you got? All right. The Stars are going to win at home. The Panthers have now won four straight wow. games, three on the road. Leafs. I got the Panthers winning tonight. Leafs. Leafs tonight. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. Check out NBA Countdown at 8 Eastern tonight. A full hour ahead of Lakers Warriors. We got a lot to say now. Your sports. Who do you got winning tonight? Lakers Warriors. Oh, dub. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Anscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.